Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029. Of course, we have Shiler from B1029, and we're recapping some of the big entertainment stories of the week from the week of August 15th. And we were actually going to talk about this uh, last week, and because of when we recorded it and the timing just wasn't right, so now's the time to actually address it is, of course, the death of actress Anne Hayes, who died tragically last week um she uh she a rep for uh, the family revealed on august 12th last week friday uh that uh, you know she had passed away she was she actually uh was legally pronounced dead from 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 being brain dead but they were keeping her on life support because she's an organ or organ donor and so in case you don't remember what happened on august 5th uh, there's even been footage, and I don't know, Shelly, you've seen the footage. I've seen the footage of uh, people's ring, uh, someone's ring camera on their front on their front door of Anne Hayes just flying down this road, this residential road past their house, and I think one of the reports said in excess of like almost like a hundred miles an hour. I could be wrong on that, but I, that's it was what insane. I put. Yeah, I mean, like she and, was. She was, I mean, it, I mean, there's no way around it. I mean, it was very reckless driving and yeah, it, it was crazy. Yeah. And so crashes into this house. Um, I, I think her car went like 30 feet into this woman's home. The woman in the home. Feet, yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, only suffered some, some scrapes, you know, just required some non-life threatening medical attention. And however, was taken into the hospital after that, um, where she died a week later. Um, now, actually, what just came out um, this week was the coroner's report of her actual death, and they're actually ruling it an ac- an accidental crash. It was an accident. Um, the uh, coroner's report said that they died, or she died from inhalation and thermal injuries stemming from the car crash, and they also explained that there were some significant conditions that contributed to her death. That included a sternal fracture due to blunt trauma. I mean, yeah. Oh my she god! Crashed yeah, into a home going way faster than anybody should be, and yeah, I mean, there's going to be some blunt trauma there from crashing into someone's home at a high rate of speed. Yeah, I mean, as heartbreaking as the situation is, I mean, thank goodness that the residents of the home were relatively unscathed. I mean, all things considered. Um, and when the car, I believe the car like exploded because there were, you know, burns that Anne had suffered. And I, I think they have officially dropped the investigation because there were rumors and speculation that this might've been, you know, a DUI incident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there was a, there was a photo in question that was taken right before the accident where she's in her car and. And what appears to be in the cup holder of her vehicle while she's in it looks like a, a bottle of alcohol of some sort. So that that it was doesn't. one of the one of the reasons why it kind of sparked the investigation when authorities saw that photo. And I believe TMZ had the photo that showed Anne Hayes in her car, ready to looks like ready to drive off. And if you look in the cup holder, it looks like there's a bottle of something you probably shouldn't have open. Yeah, especially in your cup holder <laughs> in your vehicle. Well, and- well, yeah, and but but th- that's what's so weird because she really, if if that is the case, wasn't she just at a hair salon? 
like not too long before the tr- the crash and the hairstylist or whomever she was with had said that she was completely coherent, didn't appear to be intoxicated or under the influence of anything. Uh, I didn't read that, but that you could be completely right on that. Oh, well, don't quote me just in case I misread because <laughs> Lord knows there's just been so much information just kind of thrown at us from every which direction. Every I feel like the story has just multiplied and spread and uh, and of course there's a lot of speculation as well yeah well and the other thing too is and this is kind of eerie is um there was an interview that she did recently actually she recorded it back in january and it was released this week um where she the, the the interviewer asks her about you know who would like to who would you have play you if there was a movie about your life and um she says it's Kristen Bell or, oh man, I wish I had, I had pulled this up right before I started talking about it. Oh, here it is. Uh, either uh, Kristen Bell or Miley Cyrus. Oh, that's an interesting yeah. choice. Yeah. Now, I thought Kristen Bell, like, okay. I mean, Kristen Bell and Anne Heche kind of look like each other. Yeah, I so could see that I, for sure. I could get that. Um, and But Miley Cyrus, I thought, was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in the interview, um, she says that, you know, Miley has the ability to pull her off. She says that I've seen her in Hannah Montana to be able to do that, to be able to express that, to be able to be as bold as she's been going from Disney into, you know, wrecking ball. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) We've definitely seen Miley grow. Um, Yeah. So she praises her for that. And then, you know, with Kristen Bell, she says, I see myself a lot in her. I don't think it was any mistake that I played her mom. Uh, they uh, played a mother-daughter in a Lifetime movie back in 2004. It's called Gracie's Choice. Oh, and so yeah. she played her mom and says, I, I want her to play me. So, oh, that's I, sweet. Yeah. I mean, if they ever decide to do an Anne Heche, you know, biopic film, you know, I, I think you definitely put in Kristen Bell as number one. Maybe Miley Cyrus. I don't know. I, I I still can't. I don't know. Maybe I I am not really thinking about it as much. But I see Kristen Bell, and I immediately think, oh, perfect for Anne Hage. I don't. I don't see Miley Cyrus, but obviously Anne Hage did. See, and I think that's uh, those are really like, those are two really good options. Particularly, not because of like any acting ability or talent in particular, but just because of like who each of them is. They're very open, honest, trust or um like transparent. It's like you know, and and Anne Heche. I mean, wasn't that the first? Was wasn't wasn't that Ellen's first open, like mm-hmm. openly out yeah. relationship? Yeah, they they were together so, for several years. I think that 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 started back in ninety seven. Yeah, so I mean, Anne Heche has never been like afraid, you know what I mean? Like she's always just kind of been who she is and not tried to shy away from that. And even even though she's been married to men in the past, I mean, it was just she's yeah, she is no stranger to just complete transparency. This is who I am, whatever. Mm-hmm. And those are two actresses and two celebrities, Miley Cyrus and Kristen Bell, who I feel are very, very similar in that. Yeah, for sure. So who knows? Maybe maybe we'll see either Kristen Bell or, or Miley Cyrus playing Anne Haitian in possibly a biopic film in the years to come. 
But Anybody uh, else think that it's very eerie that she was recently asked that question and then this happens now? I know. I mean, seven months prior to her accident, she's in an interview and asked, you know, who who would you want to have you play you in a movie? That's crazy. But that I mean, def- definitely sad about what happened to Anne Hayes. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on, um, we've been following this for all. We've talked about this in past episodes of the Weekly Trash Recap podcast. Ezra Miller, he's from The Flash. He's also been in the recent uh, Fantastic Beast films. And he's been in some trouble. Um, of course, the, it all there was the the very first incident where he uh, there was a video of him choking a woman. It, it was in Iceland, and then he got in trouble twice in Hawaii. Um, most recently, he was charged with felony burglary in Stamford, Vermont, where police were called to a home over you know bottles of alcohol missing. Turns out, you know, according to footage and eyewitness accounts you know, charged Miller with felony burglary. Also, there's been the reports of him having a woman and her children almost seem like being held captive at his home in Vermont on some kind of a farm or land or something like that. And so he's got this Flash movie coming out, which was supposed to come out this year. They pushed it back to June of 23. And you know Miller from uh, the Justice League film. He plays The Flash. Uh, and then, of course, the the Fantastic Beast films. And so, you know, people are kind of wondering, well, he's in all this trouble. Are you still going to release this film? Well, obviously, someone knocks some sense into Miller because now he's issued a statement after all of this, which I feel like this has been going on for at least a year, if not yeah, more. This is, yeah, this has been going on a long time. Um, he's issued a statement and apology and in the statement, he says, and I'll, and I'll quote the statement here, having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I now understand that I am suffering complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment. I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I'm committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life. Because, yeah, I mean, with, with the trouble he's gotten in Iceland, Hawaii, now Vermont, um, and this is all stemmed within like the last year or two. Yeah, I mean, he definitely needs some help. And I'm and I'm glad someone finally knocked some sense into him that it might be time for you to get a little bit of help and get yourself back on track because if you don't, no one's gonna want to touch you as far as being in their film or or TV or whatever it is. Yeah, anybody else find it completely ironic that Ezra Miller can literally wreak havoc for over a year and and cause harm and trauma everywhere he goes, throwing chairs at karaoke bars in Hawaii, literally choking a fan in Iceland, like you said, but Johnny Depp, who, who has just been kind of vindicated in this this ongoing drama with Amber Heard, he got completely dropped from the Fantastic Beast franchise, but Ezra Miller is still able to maintain their role. Well, and a lot of this too, because uh, with the Batgirl film being canned by Warner Brothers, and that movie was... Yes. Just had $90 million into it, almost finished, and Warner Brothers Discovery decides to shelve that, but they're still going to keep this Flash movie out for the following year, and fans are like, wait a minute. So this girl, Leslie Grace, who is going to play Batgirl, 
you know, did nothing wrong. And for whatever reason, you guys decide to can it because it's not blockbuster worthy or whatever the reason is and make it a tax write off. But this guy who is in a film that you're going to have come out is in all this trouble, hasn't said a word about it. And you're still going to keep going with this. Yeah. It it, kind of makes you wonder where are your priorities at? You you know, I, this always seems to come up when we, when we take on these entertainment stories because it is a very consistent thing in Hollywood, celebrities, etc. This weird, particularly for younger celebrities or like new on the scene celebrities is this weird like entitlement. This weird like I can do anything. I can get away with anything. You can't touch me. I can do what I want. Even if that is harmful to others. And if if Ezra, if they are able to get away and redeem themselves beyond this, it really will surprise me. I mean, there's been like PR experts that are saying not only could this completely damage Ezra's career in the future and like forever, but potentially for like the franchises that he had or that they have been in and been a part of like that there may no there may not be a lot of coming back for those for those names you know with warner brothers and you know with with the flash like all of this like they yeah they might have really not only messed things up for themselves but for these companies that they've been representing right and you know the cw has their flash series with that actor and of course you got Ezra Miller who's playing the Flash on screen which as far as I know is the only on screen big screen uh version we have of the Flash so Ezra Miller is kind of you know set the bar but you're right I mean he he has it he, he coming in as a Flash and, I, and look I think he does a really great job of playing the character on screen on screen um he is a little, a little goofy but you know it it, it kind of fits the character um yeah that i mean you had a chance you had this chance to carry on this this uh brand and you know be the be the front the face the front of it and you're gonna throw that all away potentially now when we talk about this one person that comes to mind that had some troubles and then had a resurgence here in the last 20 years and that's robert downey jr Oh, that's a good point. You know, Robert Downey Jr. who had he was arrested numerous times uh for drugs. Um and I mean, I think there was a time where you know everyone's like, I don't know if we're ever gonna see Robert Downey Jr. again. Yeah, but that was rough. But come around, you know, after he was released and you know, got his stuff together. I mean, look at him now. I mean, he he was, I mean, he well, let's face it, he's Iron Man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, and I and you know, him getting him himself together and he's in a better place. Look at him now. He's I mean, he's done all the 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 Iron Man films and some other films in between, Sherlock Holmes, and you know, he's just doing his thing. He got he got his stuff together now. I think if Ezra Miller could follow that that type of of a journey that Robert Downey Jr. did to get himself back 
to where he is now. I think Ezra Miller could definitely have a kind of a good resurgence success story after, you know, I, I did this and it didn't click or it didn't hit me until, you know, a year, two, two years after it all happened that, yeah, I, I need to, um, <laughs> I need to get my stuff together and go through the, the, the mental health, uh, 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 issue, going through the mental health issues, getting treatment for it and getting your stuff back together. So I want to read this statement from, uh, Tony Freinberg. They are, uh, he's the president at Edendale strategies, which is a crisis management and strategic communications firm. So they're one of those, um, you know, PR experts or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, he says, quote, the news that Ezra Miller is seeking help is the best possible outcome for Warner Brothers in what is clearly a horrendously difficult situation. It seems strange to think that a movie studio would be overjoyed to hear its leading star of one of its tentpole franchises admitting to having severe mental health problems. But I suspect that's exactly how studio executives feel because he's because Ezra is coming forward and saying, I need help. I have a mental illnesses. I, I need to take care of myself and figure this stuff out. Not like shifting the blame, but at least admitting, um, yeah, admitting where they're coming up short and where their issues are rooted and addressing them and fixing them. That is the best case scenario for them moving forward for their career and for the franchises that they are a part of. But it's I, I don't know if it's going to be good enough. I mean, it's not just, you know, there's been rumors like like you mentioned, you know, the grooming and the weird, like kidnapping accusations. Like it's mm -hmm. it's beyond, you know, stealing booze and you know a minor or a misdemeanor or or, or something like this. It it may I'm not, I'm very curious to see how this is all going to pan out because I don't know I mean, if it's going to be enough. It's going to take time. I mean, it's not going to just be, I went to treatment and I'm good and everything's happy. No, I mean, you get the treatment good, but then you got to go back and make amends for the people that you wronged. I mean, you're talking about the the woman in Iceland that he choked, um, the the couple of instances in Hawaii, uh, the, this woman and her children that, you know, were allegedly kept on his property in Vermont. I mean, this, it, it, you're, you're right. There, It's going it, to... It's going to go more than just the, hey, I have mental health issues. I'm getting treatment. It's, hey, I'm get, I have mental health issues. I'm getting treatment, but I also need to kind of right some wrongs that I did. And it, it, it's going to take time. It's not going to be something that's just going to be, you know, six months in a, in a rehab or, or in a treatment facility. And, hey, everything's good now. Look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm all good. Hey, you know, no more issues. No, it's 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 going to take more than just that. Yeah, but clearly Warner Brothers is standing behind Ezra. I mean, I'm going to read another statement. I've been reading up about this because it really is extremely interesting because you like you mentioned, like it seems like if Robert Downey Jr. can come back, if Winona Ryder can come back, if you know, if these people can get redemption stories, you know, why can't Ezra Miller, especially if they put in the work? And Paul Hardart, who is the director of entertainment, media, and technology program at NYU, said, there's definitely a redemption story. I think from Warner Brothers' standpoint, they've clearly said, this movie is of value to us. They could write it off, as we've seen. They have the benefit of purchasing accounting 
You know what I mean? Like they could completely write it off, but they're they're choosing not to. So clearly they see they see the redemption story in Ezra Miller and they're standing by him. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully that, you know, he gets, he gets yeah, he gets the treatment that he needs. He keeps his nose clean and he kind of starts, you know, writing some wrongs, making some amends for the people that that he's hurt. And it and it will take time. So moving on now, this uh, this story you've been following is I, Shyler, I know your team, Brittany, as are a lot Always. of people. And we 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 talked about this on on our shows about uh, recently Kevin Federline like cyberbullying Britney Spears. He posted up some old videos of Britney, which appears it looks like she's arguing with her her two sons who are younger. Now these are again these are these are older videos, and Britney's lawyer even got involved too, and said that you know you're creating some legal issues for yourself right now by doing this. Now Kevin has since removed the the videos, but. I, a lot of people were, you know, a a little shocked by Kevin Federline just randomly posting these videos, and he's and he did an interview with the Daily Mail that because of Britney's recent posts, you know, basically nude. I mean, she's covering her her bits and pieces, but you know, nude and you know, dancing or whatever it is that he feel he says he he's, he's needed to explain to his sons, you know, why she's doing that and that they don't want to see Britney right now. And so it just seems kind of weird that like all of a sudden now Kevin Federline is back in the spotlight because of this and someone is not having it. And Shiloh, you tell us who's not having it. In Nikki, we trust. <laughs> Nikki Minaj. <laughs> Nikki Minaj is and always will be like that girl. You know, I'm like she, I love Nikki Minaj. I have loved I've lo- I've admired Nicki Minaj forever and she is team Britney all the way. So I don't know if you remember, they went on tour together. They did uh-huh. a re like they did music together. Like they go back and she is showing just how down for Britney she is during an episode of her queen radio podcast. She, it girl, it was, Oh gosh, she did not hold back. She let Kevin Federline have it. She said, quote, do you understand what kind of a clown you have to be? A whole grown expletive man. <laughs> and as soon as you see somebody happy, getting married, moving on, being free, and feeling good in their own skin to do the very thing that you know is going to attempt to break them down, she called him a coward, called him out for running to the media and giving, you know, it, it, releasing these videos. And finally, like, called him out for bringing the kids into it because they're children. You know what I mean? Like that's, and they're, they're like children of celebrities and not just any celebrity. It's freaking Britney. So it's not even her. Like she hasn't been able to be herself, let alone a parent in a real, like authoritative kind of role. You know, she's kind of been like big sis, you know what I mean? Like she's not really been in a position to where she was able to be, what she really wanted and that's a mom and i really do feel like kevin like sam asgari britney's husband has called him out for uh kevin federline out for you know the fact that britney has been paying like he's been living off of britney kevin federline has for years Mm -hmm. because of the boys well yeah i mean when was the last time kevin federline had anything out 
Exactly. So, I mean, it's not like Kevin Federline has a career of his own to that's that's enough. You know what I'm saying to really compete with Britney Spears. I mean, Nikki added, um, "quote When the kids look back, they're gonna say, why did we do this? Because they're kids, especially you know, in those videos, like they're young, they're back talking, they're being you know, forgive me, but kind of bratty." Because mm-hmm. that's what kids do, man. Like, when yeah. I saw the videos, it was uncomfortable, first of all. Very cringy, very uncomfortable to watch. Like, those are, like, intimate parenting moments that don't need to be broadcast like that, first of all. Right. Yeah. Second of all, did you think anything was particularly wrong with it? I just felt like it was a mom disciplining her kids, saying, you know, no, you need to get ready for bed. Or, no, you can't go into the store without shoes on. Like, that's right. these are these are. Yeah, these are normal parenting things. And we've all been there when you're at someone's house and the kids are, you know, out of order and, you know, the parent is disciplining their 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 kids in front of you. And, you know, it can get a little awkward, but yeah, you don't go and share that on social media and say, oh, look, she's she's being a bad mother to her children or whatever, whatever the the intention Kevin Federline was trying to put out there. You're right. It's just a parent parenting their kids she wasn't you know overly um the word i'm looking for she wasn't violent there was no striking no no smacking no spanking nothing like that like i mean if if kevin federline had photos or videos of them coming home to his house after leaving britney's house with bruises or crying or you know i mean like if if you had something like that then yes, yeah, the, stand yeah. up for yourself and stand up right, for your kids. Right. But this is a bullying tactic because Kevin Federline doesn't have a leg to stand on. And I don't know what he thought he was going to achieve with this. Like what? Look, my boys don't want to go over there. Why? Because she makes them behave because, you know, she's trying to be a mom and, and you have, you have probably, and I, sh- I shouldn't speculate like this, but I'm going to, there has got to be so much either like manipulation, resentment, whatever between Kevin and Brittany that he is just so used to getting his way to bullying her, her family, her estate, like however he has to get what he wants out of the conser- what happened with the conservatorship. I feel like all he had to do was say, I'm I'm taking care of the boys, so you need to give me more money or you need to do this. He's been able to hold that over her head and her family's heads and her conservatorship, all of that for years. And now he cannot. And he's dangerously close to those kids being 18. So he doesn't have, he's, lo- he's about to lose all of his power, all of his control. This is an abusive, horrible tactic meant to demean Britney, to discredit her. And I think he failed spectacularly. I think this is making him look way worse than he. I mean, than he already did look. <laughs> yeah, you know, we a lot of people didn't have a high opinion of Kevin Federline to begin with, anyway. Yeah, and when we heard that they right. were together, we all just like had that eyebrow shoot up. Like, I'm sorry, what? She's with who? You mean wife beater over here? Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. It, it was like the, uh, I mean, obviously the, the relationship she had with Justin Timberlake, you know, was the, 
fairy tale of the time in the early 2000s like oh these two this this is the ideal couple that we need to have this is this is like you know what you need to strive to be and that's what the media tried to make them out to be and so i think after that when she got out of that you know I, I don't know. Maybe she just wanted a bad boy. I don't know. I don't know what she saw in Kevin Federline at that point. Maybe when she looks back now, she's like, yeah, I don't know what I saw either. Maybe you she's just like, sorry. Ahead. I'm curious if it worked out like that. I'm curious if there ever was like a fairy tale romance between the two of them. Cause it's like, they just happened. I just feel like they just happened and it happened very fast. And maybe, I mean, I was younger then, so maybe it just seemed fast to me because I was a kid. But I wonder if, because, I mean, as we've learned through the last several years, Brittany doesn't, she's never had a whole lot of control over her life. I mean, mm-hmm. professional or personal. So I wonder if her parents or her managers or whomever was like, you don't want someone like Justin Timberlake who you were with that you had to share a spotlight with who's big in his own right, because you need to be the star. You need to find someone who's not as big as you are, yeah, who yeah. will make you look better all the time. Well, and also too, like we, you know, obviously when Brittany was with Justin, that's, that was in the early stages of her career, obviously. Um, but then you know, we saw her with Kevin Federline. It was almost like a, um, after that, it seemed like even her, her person, her music, it changed. It oh, became yeah. more Probably. sexualized than even what it was before. And I mean, obviously she was growing up. So, you know, we, we've seen that with <laughs> like Miley, Ariana Grande. You know, it's just, you know, they're, they're getting older. Okay, cool. Express yourself. But I mean, it just seemed like it was almost night and day for Brittany. And maybe that was her way of saying, I want a little more control in my life. And then, you know, with Kevin Federline over here, I don't know if that was like him taking an advantage of a situation and just kind of falling into that trap. And realizing after three years with him, it's like, I've had enough. I, I see. I know that I don't know any of these people involved, but, you know, they've been a part of my life for so long. So it feels like it feels like you do. But I. Since I was able to, like, understand, like, toxicity in relationships, Kevin Federline has always given me that big opportunist energy. It was it. it I feel like I feel like it was never about love for him. Oh god. It might have no. been infatuation, lust, desire, whatever, but I never felt like he ever was going to be the supportive husband and father and partner that Britney really deserved, especially after the way she got treated by the media and everything. She really needed someone who was going to protect her and have her back. And yeah. like I said, if there's anything that Kevin Federline does well, it's fail because <laughs> he yeah. failed in that too. And and look, you know, my, <laughs> this this is really bad. <laughs> but my wife and I talk about this, and and look, you know what? I I think it's true whether you want to admit it or not. But my wife and I talk about this between us that you just look at someone and you just instantly know they are just not the best person. 
Like you can just yes. look at them and tell. And Kevin Federline is definitely one of those people. Like you just look at you. You show someone a picture of Kevin Federline as someone you're like, yeah, that guy's no good. And you know what? Nine times out of 10, you're probably going to be right. You can just look at someone and be like, yeah, nope. Mm -mm. Stay back. Stay back. 100, yard, 100 yards. Stay away. And nine yeah. times out of 10. I mean, look, we say you don't judge a book by its cover. But I'm sorry. When the, when the cover of the book says, I am the worst person in the world. Don't ever come near me or date me. I will be the worst person in the world to you. Yeah, you have to judge the book by its cover. Yeah. Now, when, I, when did K-Fed and Brittany get together? What year was that? Um, they were married for from 2004 to 2007. So I'm, I'm guessing they probably uh, 2003, 2004. Because I don't think they dated very long before they got married. If I, if I, because remember she was that that whole Jason Alexander thing. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. I forgot that, about that. That then it came Kevin Federline. So Brittany was in that rebound stage. Anybody else think that it's yeah? So she <laughs> she, she had a bad rebound phase. Yeah, that was a little rough. Granted, yeah. you know she she had come out with the the little more sexual. I'm a slave for you. Um, right, give me more uh, um, circus. Oh man, there was a whole. I mean, there were they were hits. Well, and that was the thing. Okay, so so um, Slave for You was 01. And if they got together 03, 04 situation, that's mm -hmm. me against the music with Madonna. That's toxic. Oh, yep, toxic, yeah. My prerogative, outrageous. And in oh, fact, yeah. give me more and a uh, piece of me. If you seek Amy and Circus, that was more post. Okay, that was post. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You you remember the uh, the the uh, toxic uh, VMA performance? Mm -hmm. Everyone still remembers that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, and and what's funny is I when I when I saw that for the first time way back when, um, back when we actually used to watch MTV. Yeah. <laughs> um. I remember when she's performing and, and there's a, there's a, there's a certain part where she's like on the, on the stage floor and oh, she's yeah. like whipping her hair back. And then she like, there's a zoom up in her face and she has this look in her face. You're just like, I mean, that looks 100% crazy. Brittany, like scary, crazy Brittany. Like there was something like, Oh, there is just something not right right now. Like I, 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 I can, I can still see that in my mind of that shot. And just the look in her face, and she's looking at the crowd. It's like, oh my god, there's just, there's just something not right there. <laughs> and lo and behold, it it was true. I mean, really, she was going. She's with conservatorship. She's with Kevin Federline. There's other stuff going on that we'll probably find out more about now that she's out of the conservatorship and she can talk freely. That I'm sure there was some stuff going on that we don't even know about yet. Exactly. I mean, and to me, those those moments where we see that kind of primal look on her. Mm -hmm. I think that is pure desperation and just all of the emotion that she is not allowed to release, but she does it through music, through dance, through singing and through right. 
that's in her performing. Well, yeah, and that's all she's ever known. So that's how <laughs> that's how she she expresses herself. So I mean, even like with her Instagram video or uh, videos and and photos, where she's practically naked. Yeah. But she's also doing like there's a few of them where she's got like um like dance clothes on or something, and she's doing a dance. And that's just all she knows. Yeah. So and I, I think we all need to keep in mind when we see these videos, and and I mean her kids are too. I mean they're they're still kids. They're too young to really understand. That, you know, when when you have been robbed like she has, when she has been betrayed and used and and suffered the way that she has, it's we don't have a right to be like, oh, wow, look at Britney's crazy Instagram videos because we have no idea. Like this right. is how she's trying to cope and move on with her life. She mm -hmm. never got a chance to really grow up and figure out who the heck she really is because she's always been working for somebody or, you know, she's, you know, she's been a workhorse all these years. So it's like if she wants to dance naked on social media and. And look, she's not the only celebrity that's ever done that. Let's just be for real. Yeah. I mean, are we really going to judge Britney, but not say a word about whatever the heck Madonna has been doing the last several years? You know, it, <laughs> you know it, I mean? it, this is nothing that's like earth shattering no one has done this before. It's just because it's Britney Spears that yeah. we all I mean, need to call attention to it. Yeah, Kim Kardashian literally admitted that she went after Pete Davidson so she could like purely just hook up with him. But no one's no one's judging her. No one, you know, nope. I mean, like nobody, you know, is trying to tar and feather her. But Britney, Britney can't express herself through song and dance mm -hmm. on social media. The only the only thing that she's ever known and done right. and is and and has a platform to do it on her own terms like leave her alone i have never related to chris crocker more in my life leave britney alone and that is exactly <laughs> how how nikki nikki minaj finished the whole tirade on her podcast she said leave her the expletive alone and i that's my girl there both of them all right finishing up with our wah story this one was really cool to read this week um, Millie Bobby Brown, who you know from Stranger Things, she plays L or Eleven. Uh, she uh, did an interview with Allure magazine, and she reveals that she's actually enrolled in college. She is studying human services. But here's the cool thing: she is enrolled at Purdue University. Oh, that is of, so cool! Of all the colleges and universities she could pick from, she's like Purdue. Now that's gotta now that's be a cool. callback. That's got to be a callback to Stranger Things. Like, oh, she's got to be like, sure. oh, my character, Indiana. Like, it's got to be like that, right? Well, here, if you remember, I think it's in season three. I mean, not that, like, Purdue isn't a good, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying well, to yeah. No, right. <laughs> but, well, here's, here's the funny thing is that in season three of Stranger Things, I think it's one of the earlier episodes, there's a scene where, um, oh, they're at the ice cream shop. And one of the girls in the ice cream shop that's the customers is wearing an old school Purdue sweatshirt or Purdue shirt. And so it's almost kind of like a, uh, like a, no uh, yeah. So go back and watch it. It's one of the, one of the earlier episodes in season three, they're at the ice cream shop. Um, and Steve is serving these girls and he's trying to hit on them or whatever. But one <laughs> of the girls that's on the other side, one of the customers, she's wearing a Purdue shirt. So it, it was almost like uh, a premonition that Millie Bobby Brown was going to attend Purdue. 
That's super cool. Yeah. And thanks for giving me an excuse to re-binge watch the entire series. I know what I'll be doing this weekend. <laughs> now, now she's enrolled online. She's not physically at Purdue University. But oh, so no. don't don't go looking around Purdue University's campus for Millie Bobby Brown. She's yeah, don't be enrolled online. Um, but, you know, if she finishes out her her studies, she'll get a, a degree from Purdue University. Um, but um, what I what I what I need to do is really quick here, because um, I mean, there's been some famous people that have come out of Purdue University. Oh, yeah. um, you know, obviously we got uh, Drew Brees, which everybody here loves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> you got um, you know, of course, like Neil Armstrong. You know, big. It's a it's a big. Oh, uh, that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up here, a uh, notable alumni on, of all places, Wikipedia. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. Uh, let me, I'm just kind of scrolling through here. Professors. Uh, yeah. Neil Armstrong, Sorry, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So, uh, Chelsea Sullenberger, Sully, the, the pilot who landed that flight on the Hudson river. Whoa. Purdue grad. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure people are probably yelling right now during our podcast of all the people that I'm that I'm missing out on. Well, send us messages and tell us about ourselves. Yeah. While, hit us up on there. <laughs> subscribe. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe <laughs> to the podcast. Let us know on our B1029 social media who we've missed that are famous alumni that we are all missing from Purdue. There's um, a ton of astronauts, aviators, engineers researchers right yeah that's there's, cool there's a whole list of people that are you know fairly famous didn't jim gaffigan go to purdue uh i could be wrong but i, I think so know. i'm scrolling through uh this. yes he did he did go to purdue I, he didn't graduate from purdue but he went to purdue we'll take it there you go there's another one jim gaffigan um yeah there's there's a whole bunch obviously with sports you know we got you got drew Brees, obviously yeah um yeah so there you go there let, let us know if other celebrities or, or and famous people out of Purdue that we're missing and if, don't uh, judge us and yeah don't judge us no and so that, that'll be cool you know what i hope they do is somehow they get millie bobby brown to do some kind of promotional video for purdue well, I was just thinking, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm not a Purdue sports fan. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dog anybody or anything, but <laughs> you know, Purdue sports, they don't mess around. I mean, I feel like they've always consistently got really good teams. Uh I mean, basketball immediately comes to mind. Um, I I wonder and I hope, I've got my fingers crossed that maybe she makes an appearance at a couple games or, you know, maybe you yeah. know what? That would be kind of cool because, or, you know, yeah, something. yeah. Obviously I mean, it's not basketball, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, obviously she's busy, so. But I mean, yeah, at least experience some something of the of the culture that the university you're going to. Yeah, Even though she's enrolled she online, at least experience you know a basketball game at Mackey Arena, a football game at Ross Aid, um, walk the campus. I don't know. Uh, go to Triple X. You know, the, the burger place we got on campus. 
Yeah. I mean, something. Just do just come over to West Lafayette, what Lafayette, and just do something. You don't have you to tell anybody be, about it until after you've done it. It um, would be super cool if she did a like a recruitment video. Like if you know what I mean? Like the, the university. I mean, hey, Purdue, I'm giving you you're welcome. I know you're listening right now. But that's what she ought to do. I mean, she's got, she's got to at some point be on campus for one reason or another. Man, just have her get, I mean, just even her TikTok, like have her walk around campus and say, this is why I chose Purdue. You know, I wanted to call back to this. I wanted to do that. I wanted a place where I could, you know, get the best education possible. So I picked Purdue. You know I mean? It's, it would be a fantastic opportunity because she's, I mean, she's got to be one of the most followed you know, oh, at yeah, least sure, younger sure. stars. Maybe we'll see it in in Stranger Things five a feature of uh, the Upside Down, but this time it's Purdue University and the Upside Down. Do not play how, with me. Purdue how eerie so would that be? Cool. Everyone around here would literally explode and lose their minds if they if they if Purdue was featured in the Upside Down somewhere in Stranger Things five. Not to give the Duffer Brothers any other material that they need for the show, obviously, but you know what? If you got one of your one of your stars going to a renowned university that happens to be in Indiana, why why not? I mean, you, you threw the Purdue shirt out there in, in in season three. You had a Notre Dame mention in this last season. Yeah, why not? Just oh yeah, just throw Purdue University a bone and just say, hey, can can we just show like Mackey Arena in the Upside Down? You know, <laughs> okay. Well, how how far I guess is Purdue from the fictional? See, so that's the thing is I, uh, I'm not sure where exactly they, they think Hawkins is. I mean, is it, is it just Hawkins that has the connection to the upside down? Cause that's, that's, that's my question. I guess. I guess. Yeah, I, I guess so. Is, is that it's just that, Hawkins? Maybe you don't get more than just. Maybe, the, maybe you that don't. Town. Maybe that's true. Maybe, maybe you don't, but you know what? What? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not the Duffer brothers. But I'm just saying, if if the if the upside down can potentially that would scroll be cool. past Hawkins, Indiana, can can we make just a little side trip to West Lafayette and I don't know, maybe have the characters roam through and be like, whoa, so this is what college looks like in the upside down as we're walking past Rossade and Mackey Arena. Why not? Oh yeah, or or at least maybe like a like a recruitment billboard or something that's in Hawkins. There you go. Yeah. See exactly. Throw up, throw up an old Purdue billboard that says, hey, you know, enroll at Purdue, whatever. I don't know. I have a question about the shirt in season three. What's that? It, it, it's the right era of logo, right? Has the, era, has the logo changed? It, it has. Now, someone here said that, that here at the station that when that episode came out and they featured that Purdue shirt, I guess Purdue went and reprinted a bunch of those shirts with that same look. Oh, absolutely. That's I mean, a why fantastic you? idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, it's like. <laughs> Good move, folks. Yeah, exactly. Marketing at its best. <laughs> <laughs> when it makes itself happen. Exactly. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and listen to us each week as we recap some of the big entertainment stories of the week. And we drop new episodes every Tuesday. You can listen to the episodes at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcast. For Joe, I'm Shiler from B1029, and we'll catch you next week.